Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language. And with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. And I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from quick quarrels to questionable quagoths. And today, we're talking about the Druid. Druids. I like them. They're very cool. What do you know about Druids, Brian? Druids? I also like them. They are very cool. Okay. That's fair um, I know that I know that they can turn into bears. <laughs> they can. Fuck yes. yes. Uh, the Druids, probably most iconic class feature is the fact that it can transform into uh, many animals. Okay. Um, which there are some limitations on that, and that also varies from edition to edition. And we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, the Druid is a class in D&D. That is somewhere between a wizard and a cleric that specializes very specifically in magic that is uh, uh, in, inherently nature based. Yeah, um, like they're in touch with the earth. Usually, yes, they usually it's a usually like the way like a cleric a, would be in touch with God. Yes, very much so. It's a spiritual, mystical connection with uh, with nature, whatever that is in your world. Sometimes, right, yeah. sometimes it's a nature deity, much like a cleric. Okay. Sometimes it's just like a greater nature spirit. Like it could be something like. Yeah, I like always a, think of it more like a spirit, spiritual thing. Like it's yeah. Like there is a embodiment somewhere that rules over this like area or whatever. Yeah, and it can totally be like that, like a great spirit of a specific forest, and that's almost like a warlock patron kind of deal. Like the druid, okay, yeah, druid yeah. like it's 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 less defined than some of the other uh, spellcasting classes. And this is a spellcasting class. Druids are uh, full uh, full casters, much like a cleric or a sorcerer or or a wizard. They get those good spell slots. They do. Those they get good, those good spell yes, slots. Yes, very powerful, please especially rest, in the higher levels. Please rest and get your spell slots yeah, back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Don't forget. But the the druid, uh, unlike the wizard, um, in in very much the same vein as the cleric, is really versatile. 
Um, it can focus like almost exclusively on the whole spellcasting thing and be like a, a, artillery or you know a damage dealer, if you yeah, will. Okay. But uh, but a, a druid can also completely focus on support, much like a cleric. It yes. might not be able to heal quite as well as a, as, as a cleric, especially not a life cleric. But it can heal pretty damn well. It's one of the better healers in the game. Yeah, I hear of people being like, "Oh, I want to play a druid to like to heal my party," and also like, mm-hmm. can you do? Can druids kind of take a more like like take a weapon and do weapon damage? Also, they can. Yeah, and, and, I feel like I've I've seen druids do like, oh, I do some magic-y shit and I do mm-hmm. some hard hits. Yes, they they can uh, they could do melee uh, with weapons. They can also transform into animals, which is where they're going to do most of their melee. But uh, druids have a funny cantrip called shillelagh. Where they basically, I think it's they can take either a club or a staff. Whatever it is it has to be made of wood, but they basically, with that cantrip, en- enchant their uh, wooden weapon mm-hmm. to be based off, rather than being based off like strength or dexterity for their attack, it's based off their wisdom. Okay. And uh, same with its damage. And it boosts it from like a D4 to a D8 or something. Some basically t- takes their weapon and makes it useful in the hands of a druid. Yeah, basically, like your wisdom is tied to more like the world and nature and like right. Like, so, like, like what I feel like if you're going to use channel that energy to use a weapon attack, it's like you're using some of the momentum from the earth spinning. And you're just kind of like I mean, rooting yourself down and channeling it into your that, into your blow. That is really cool. Like yeah, I think that's man. a really cool flavor. Like, do you know what happens when the world what? stops and you're not uh, wearing a seatbelt? What? You fucking die or something? You, I think you'd be hurled from the surface at like near five thousand miles per hour or something like that. Can you? Have you ever gone five thousand miles per hour? No, Brian, I haven't. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of Fantasy <laughs> oh Physics. Oh I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, yeah, you would die. Yeah, yeah, you would die. Uh, so, Those so are real yeah, physics, they, but but they they can't they can get into melee, um, okay. both both with weapons and uh, and in uh, bear form or whatever whatever animal it is that they've so chosen. Um, I I like to think of druids and their their magical well of energy be much like in forgotten realms at least i think it's forgotten realms magic is based off basically magic like permeates the universe okay and it's called uh the weave or whatever i was gonna say it's like sounds like something it's just interwoven with the fabric of space time exactly okay. and i think of uh their communion with nature and their ability to just use nature magic the life I feel stream like in final fantasy exactly there we yeah. go much like the life stream that's exactly <laughs> how i picture it um which is better analogy than what i was using so yes life stream um <laughs> Good thing all our listeners have played Final Fantasy, right? Yeah, I hope so. It's a good game. It, it you holds, get it. It holds get up, it. kinda. Anyways, uh, so druids, uh, in when they came about, they were based off of the pre-Christian priests of like old Celtic uh, paganism. Yeah, like Friar Tucks, right? Or like from no, the, he's specifically Catholic, I believe, in um, Robin Hood. Or yeah, but the way he maybe part of the Church of England. Why do actually. people? I feel like I've heard people refer to him as like a oh, druid. Well, uh, well, I mean, he's kind of dressed like one, right? But yeah, that's probably because he takes place like in like a bow staff. Does he? Or is it the other guy? Maybe I'm thoroughly confused. I don't know Robin Hood well enough to say whether you're, what you're saying is true or I not. I wish you did, because I, apparently I don't know well okay. enough either. But I, I, would, I would venture to say, and this is just conjecture, that the reason Friar Tuck may conjure the image of a druid in your mind is because he did exist in England, in Britain, where I'm sure that those who may... Uh, have become priests might have originated from the pre-Christian priests at the okay, time. Yeah. Now, now druids in in pre-Christian times they were actually not only were they priests but they were like usually uh, um, uh, educators of the law and like just officials, just like 
this like elder officials. So the the druid in this game is really very very loosely based off these. It takes very little from these okay. actual people that lived. But took um, the idea of it, and magi- it took the idea magified that, it, and yeah, and they magified it, it. The fuck up, and uh, they actually they introduced it as a subclass of cleric because okay, cool. uh, the druid and cleric have a lot in common. They're, both their magics are based off of wisdom. Uh, one worships nature, the other worships a deity. Like I can see where all the parallels are. Yeah, and it wasn't until uh, second edition that druid became its own uh, full fledged class. Now, the um. The druid in earlier editions had a lot of. We've talked about this with other classes where there's like a lot of like strange limitations. Yeah, like with the paladin, you had to be lawful good, and right. I can't remember what some of the other like things that the paladin had to do, but you had all these rules you couldn't break. You have to save people when they're in danger, and right? Like not you kill had to adhere to your oaths and, and all don't that steal, stuff. and you're right. you're a you're a good good boy. Yeah, good good boy. Well, druids had a lot of that stuff too. Um, the ones that come to mind yeah, don't is, litter. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're not going to do that. Don't touch those flowers. They only bloom once a year. Yeah. Well, they're going to tell other people that. Stop pulling the grass out of the ground. Yeah, they're going to tell them that too. But like for <laughs> druids, for for some of the for, for some of the like the mechanical stuff you couldn't do is you were not allowed to wear armor with metal on it of any kind. Interesting. Just Why not allowed? Metal is not nature. Metal is not nature. Yeah, they're very anti civilization. Anti-technology. Okay, they're a bunch of they're a bunch of hippie luddites. Apparently, some wandering. Um, um, what's the guys with the beards and the hats? Wizard? No, no, Wizard? no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what? You can't use electricity. Oh, oh, they're like Amish people. Amish, I guess. For that's some reason, when I'm doing weird. the show, I can't make these like name pools. Oh, right. Okay. Well, but, that's why I'm here. But yeah, yep. <laughs> um, you know, uh, actually, uh, the the only like. D&D-esque, druid-esque character. I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, Radagast the Brown from Lord of the Rings. Yes, who's a he, really cool character. He's a really cool character. Who They re- they really fluffed him out for the for the movies. I, like, I appreciated that. Uh, me too. Radagast was, in the books was like, kind of almost non-existent. Yeah, he was very boring and uh, very brief in the actual books. But um, but yeah, he's very much a druid. It's where, like, fuck yeah, this is a character in this world and they have like a really strong personality. You got it right off the bat. Good yeah. Jo- yeah. Good job, You knew who movies. he was, yeah. So um, so back to the limitations. They also had to be uh, true neutral originally, okay? Uh, because that was just the alignment that I guess. Can we talk about nature. that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Sure. What does it mean to be true neutral? Um, it can mean a few things. Actually, it's it's uh, it's not like a lot of the other alignment boxes. It's very uh, it's a wide range of of things it could be. Some would say that the average citizen who's just trying to live their lives is a true neutral. Okay. Some would say that like. A Buddhist monk who's all about like balance and tranquility is true neutral. Okay. But those are two very different things. Yeah. Does it mean that you in when there's too much good going on, you get you get troublesome or does it mean that you go with the flow or does it mean when there's too much trouble going on, you step up to be good to achieve this balance? Is that what I'm trying to achieve neutral versus like what does it mean to be as a character neutral? So it's kind of both and it can be both Uh, like true neutral can be about maintaining the balance so like uh much as when there are two sith there must be two jedi to rise up to balance it out yeah um or it could it could fall along the lines of like regardless of what is going on in the world around me uh the i i am true neutral like and the rest of it i doesn't concern me i'm just trying to live my life okay both could be considered true neutral even though they're drastically different like worldviews and what does it what does it mean in a party setting where you're Mm -hmm. 
decision making? Does it mean that you don't care? Or are you kind it of a can? It, that's lazy. If you ask me, that's lazy role play, but it totally can mean that you don't care. Um, again, I would if you don't want to be like beholden to your alignment too much and you're going with true neutral, I would definitely like play it like you're playing like just a common man just trying to live his life. You're not concerned about the big picture. doesn't. The, yeah. Yeah. You're not concerned about like good and evil and like. You understand why laws are important, but also like you understand why break, breaking them is fine too. Like you don't, re- you just don't have any strong opinions on the dichotomies of good and evil or law and chaos. You might have strong yeah. opinions about a lot of things. Like you might love your family and everything's about your family, but like everything else doesn't matter. Like okay, you know, you could be passionate about things. You don't have to be. You don't have to be like uh, the the neutrals in uh, F- Futurama. Have you ever watched Futurama? Yeah, but I haven't. I don't know what that is. Oh my god! I wish I could call it the episode. But like, there there's this, this civilization of people, and they're all super neutral. But they're kind of like what you're talking about. Oh, where they shit. just don't. They're just boring. They they're they're super boring. And I think like <laughs> the ship's going down, and this the captain of the ship's like, tell my wife I said hello. And it's just like real neutral. Everything's really neutral. So for the interest yeah. of adventuring, I would yeah. say from what you've told me that yeah. if neutral is in the middle of a, of a chart of a mm-hmm. determining who's lawful good or whatever, yeah. this neutral person has access to almost every slot on this board, but doesn't live in them. Um, like, yes. Loving your family could be seen as a good thing, but right. it's not for like... It's not because I appreciate like these like because I'm lawful good and like mm-hmm. I was yeah. told and raised that this is like what I'm supposed to do as a right. as, as a man, right. a father or, or a mother or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I would say uh, I, this is why alignment kind of breaks down because like it doesn't make sense in normal in normal terms, but what it what was generally accepted when you were um of an alignment, your actions could always be Either your alignment or one step away from your alignment. So if you okay. were true neutral, you were kind of allowed to do things that fall between lawful neutral um, and chaotic neutral or neutral good and neutral evil. Okay. If that makes any sense. I feel like it plays more into extreme situations where you're faced with a choice. Yeah. And that's where that's where it'll start really getting difficult. Yeah, and this is but, where alignments change and whatnot. Yeah. But now we're we're pretty far off subject, so let's get back to it. Yes. Um so they were forced to be true neutral back in the day. And in, in a lot of ways this makes sense because um druids are generally speaking, it's very tropish for druids to be all about balance. The balance between nature and civilization. Um a lot of times you'll see like uh, you know, the four elements, fire, air, earth, and water, and how yeah. there needs to be a balance between the four. Yes. And whenever there's an upset, it's the duty of druids to fix that situation. Yeah, they're trying to balance the yeah. the chaos. Yeah, and- so, so oftentimes these true neutral druids kind of fall into what you were talking about, or what we were talking about when it comes to, like, uh, maintaining the balance. Nature's Actually out of balance. Something. I need yeah. to. I I need to do whatever it takes to fix that. And yeah. if they need to be, like, murderous bums or, like go be like righteous and and do good then they'll go do that yeah yeah okay so um we talked about how they weren't allowed to wear uh metal on their armor now they had a set amount of weapons that they could use and which it was is very much in line with the way uh clerics used to be clerics used to be allowed to only use weapons unbladed weapons right right we talked yeah. about that like flails and maces and yeah stuff flails like that. and maces and clubs and hammers, hammers and axes yeah. oh, no axes, axes a bladed axes, weapon. axes spears Almost and swords all bladed yeah <laughs> um but uh crap crap oh yeah so druids um druids have their own list okay it's mostly wooden yeah like donatello style bow staff is what i think about like right smack smack but for some reason the scimitar is allowed 
which is weird. That seems extra bladed. Yeah, but I've seen a lot of yeah. It seems like super bladed and very metal. But um, but those aren't these rules. Those aren't the the cleric rules that we were talking about. These are a different. Set these of rules. are druid rules, right? These are druid so rules from back in the day. These aren't now. But it's just like, why was the scimitar allowed? I, I don't know why. It's got that sweet hook. Yeah, it's got that. Maybe curve. they didn't know who to give it to. Like, we we still have the scimitar. What do we do? Yeah. Well, I know that guy. Uses it looks primarily cool wood, with the druid's hand. Yeah, yeah, see, so, like, exactly. And it does. I've seen a lot of art with druids with a scimitar, and it does look pretty cool. So maybe it's just the rule of cool. So this that's a, fine. I like that. It's um, a good weapon to these, ba- bounce the shit out of some nature. Yeah, these, the, yeah, that's true. These, um, much like a machete, I suppose. Yeah, yeah exactly. Them. Although I don't think a druid would do that. Well, maybe they need to. Because you could use druid craft, which is a cantrip where you could just make vines move out of your way. Yeah, it's most. I, I would. I would think it's more for like evildoers' faces. Oh, there we go. That works. Cleft Speaking of evildoers' faces, um, druids usually have a very specific enmity towards that which is unnatural. Specifically, uh, aberrations and the undead. Right. Are, okay. Druids are super, super against those things. You're not Un- allowed in my place. Yeah. Unlike clerics, they don't get like any special stuff against undead, but like they don't like them. Super against them. Same with aberrations. So like beholders, aboliths, illithids, any of the weird alien shit that doesn't belong in this realm of existence. Right. They're kind of about eradicating that shit. Okay. Um, trying to think of what else. They're probably not the biggest fans of like uh, automatons or con- con- constructs, but they're probably just like whatever. Okay. Fuck it, whatever. Um, I mean, I think most I druids... Guess you're natural enough. Most druids... I guess. Yeah, yeah. Most druids have to come to terms with the fact that civilization isn't going anywhere. Although I have read some books where, like, the uh, the uh, antagonist of the story was, like, an archdruid trying to fucking wipe out civilization and bring Earth back to, like, prehistoric we times. rebalance. Yeah. Plague. Human plague. Yeah. yeah viruses. Seen, yeah, I've seen that. Sucking the carbon um, out of everything. Yeah. So, that's, that's <laughs> one way to do it. Okay. Um, so fracking. So when it when it comes to we okay, so we talked about like versatility and whatnot. In fourth edition, druids kinda were interesting. I think we talked a bit about how in fourth edition um there were different like roles that a character could have in combat. Okay. So there was striker, which was damage dealer, a tank, which was yeah. called defender, um, a healer was called a leader, and then there was a controller which was like uh, a wizard was a controller where you were able to do stuff to control the battlefield, like do different zones and status effects and stuff like that. Okay, that's sweet. Um, Druids actually had two versions in 4th edition. One was a healer or a leader, and one was a controller. Okay. Um, and honestly, the controller version, if you focus on like the beast transformation stuff, you could really be a tank, too. And that well, carry... Yeah. You become beasts. Don't you take on the, the stats of that particular animal in 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 the now edition yes in in fourth edition wild shape which we're going to get into in a minute was a lot more um nondescript it was kind of you could turn into an animal or animal like thing of your choice what it was didn't matter because it didn't affect the stats so you decided what you wanted to look like the stats were whatever was tied to your class right okay that was fourth edition so in fifth edition um, you could still kind of do all those things. You can be tanky because you could turn into a fucking bear. Exactly. And and the way it works, uh, if I remember correctly, is you can transform into an animal. You gain all that animal stats, the HP, the armor, all the abilities, strength, all the ability scores. Um, and let's say you're fighting as a bear and you're kicking ass, but like you're starting to take some damage and you're like you get down to real low hp you can transform back into your normal form and you take those stats which was what what they were before right what do you mean what like you you revert back to your you normal form back- stats like the hp you had 
No? You revert you revert back to what you were before you transformed. Yeah, wherever yeah. if your HP was minus thirteen, then you would come back as minus thirteen. Is that what you're saying? What do you mean? Like if you were in battle, mm-hmm. right? And you took thirteen damage from like some as arrows, a bear. No, as a person, as a and person. then you turn into the bear, yes. and then your bear gets dwindled down to one. Uh-huh. Let's say as the oh, I see what you're and saying. then you turn back into the druid, uh-huh. like the human form, or you're whatever. Back to thirteen, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how it works. Which means that you can tank a lot. Now, oh yeah. Now, granted, you can only I think it's two wild shapes or yeah, wild shape transfers transformations per long rest, but it might be per short rest. Is this uh, which also? Is is it, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, well, there, is it burning a spell slot or is that an extra nope. pool? Of, it's just a thing. It's just fuck. a thing you can do. Druids are very powerful in this game. Well, can can we short rest so I can turn into more animals? Sure. Yeah. Let's take a short rest. I'll tell you all about it. Selling a little. Or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shamblers still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, and welcome to the part of the show where we stop talking about the thing we were talking about and talk about something else, and that something else is you and a little bit of us, but we're going to start with you. Saw those hundo subscribers roll in. That was nice. 
Will's chair just did a funny thing. Yeah. Uh, we just saw those hundred subscribers roll through on SoundCloud, and yeah. I am stoked for it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. I know some of you are robots, and you won't be listening to this, actually, but still thank you. Really cool. Um, and I saw y'all roll in. I saw y'all roll in. I was creeping, and uh, I know you got friends. So tell them about the show if you think they'll be into it. That'd be awesome. Yes, please share the show if you enjoy what we're doing here. It really helps us out a lot. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the contest that's still ongoing. It will be ongoing until July 4th, in which we are giving away three ultra-detailed, high-definition, super-sexy-looking custom Hero Forge minis. You better believe they're those high-definition minis. <laughs> yeah, they look great. I actually own two of, well, it's of the same character, to be honest, but they look great. And I believe you own one, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. on my 4K TV, mm, crisp. <laughs> nice. And so we're giving away three, and it's really easy to enter. All you have to do is get on Twitter, uh, tweet out a link to the show with the hashtag DungeonCast. I will uh, be keeping an eye on people who do so and adding them to the list. And then on July 4th, I will draw three names from the people who have done so, and uh, three lucky individuals get a custom Hero Forge mini. Yeah, Will's not Big Brother when he's he's just he's just gonna watch your tweets roll in. He's not gonna watch your other stuff. <laughs> no, so don't worry about that. Yeah. But we're um mm. we're really appreciative of all you guys uh, hitting us up with that uh, constructive criticism, that positive feedback, all that stuff is really good, and um we like to implement it in the show. So if you have any questions or anything you want to see us work on, go ahead and get into the comments section below. Get in there. Don't be scared. We're not scared. <laughs> say what you say. What you gotta say. <clears throat> um, you can find us on soundcloud.com slash the dungeon cast. You can search dungeon cast on YouTube. We'll pop right up. You'll see our fantasy faces pop up in a little thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, and if true. you're listening to us on an iPhone, uh, some kind of Apple software podcast style, uh, please leave, uh, something in the comment section on there and a rating that would really, uh, help our show get some traction. And, but the most important thing is please tell your friends. All right. I think we're done. Yes. All right. Back to the show. Let's go back to the show. I'm recording. Okay. okay. You're recording? I'm recording. I'm recording. All right, cool. So, uh, Brian, I'm going to teach you how to turn into a bear. Fuck. It's like the only thing I've really ever wanted to do secretly. <laughs> Fuck this podcast. This is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. Gonna this is going to be the last episode after Okay, this. I'm, not, I'm not actually going to teach you how to turn into a bear, but I'm talking about how druids go about what doing it. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm man. Just kidding. Um, uh, you got so, my hopes up, though. So like, like we said, wild shape is the defining feature for, uh, for druids. Dude, I got um, polar bears on my socks. Oh, you do? Oh, nice. Yeah, I love um, bears. Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't realize you were such a barophile, but... Um, Ew. Yeah, that's no, not like okay. that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I just, I just like moving them, on. Will. Back to Wild Shape, please. Um, uh, so Wild Shape's super cool. We talked a little bit about the how... Not turning uh, into a bear eight, around you. <laughs> God damn it. The HP, um, kind of the cheat loop there with the HP uh, by transforming and then like transforming back. Um, but there are some other rules for when you transform into a beast. Um, so we talked about you gain all the beast stats. Um, I think except for like intelligence, wisdom and charisma, that stays the same because oftentimes oh. these beasts lack intelligence. Yeah. So, you're, so you don't you're, get you're still you. Yeah, you don't I get thought, like you'd be a dumb bear. Yeah, no. That that would actually that would make for such interesting role play, but no. Yeah, cuz bears aren't necessarily like they're clever, but they don't read books. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, as a bear you can totally read books. In D&D, your bear can speak four languages. Yes. Except for you probably can't speak them, but you can probably understand them. You can understand them and yeah. you have dark vision. Yes. Double dark vision if the bear already had it. Well, one for really. one for each eye. 
There you go. There you go. 120 feet. Okay, some of the other things, though. Uh, you cannot cast spells. No spell casting when you're in beast form. That's which fair. Which is fair. Yeah. yeah you be- um, probably become some kind of like agile, dexterous bird or like a rabbit or like a big, big ass strong bear. So, yeah. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. And um, the other thing is you and the dungeon master. Now, okay. You and the dungeon master have to decide what happens to your equipment when you transform. Generally speaking, it is probably the most common that we just it just merges with your form and we don't worry about it. Okay. Like that is literally it's in the player's handbook. It says that like that's the most common thing that you're probably going to do. Okay. And I've never seen it done another way, although it would be interesting if the druid transformed and hulked out of their clothes every time it turned into a bear. Which I say bear, because bear is the most common thing I see, because bears are fucking vicious. Yeah, dude, why aren't and, you turning into a bear? You know, like, but I, you know, you can turn into a wolf, like a, you can turn a into mountain lion or a like... sparrow, you can turn into a mountain lion, yeah. Uh, it's all based off of the challenge rating of the monster, and I believe when you transform, you could only transform into creatures that have the beast, um, that are considered of the beast category. Oh, okay. Nothing so would, outside of that. So you, can you become a skunk? Yes. That's some good goof. Yeah, that, I is, love that. That, that would be that would cause a lot of mayhem, I'm sure. Yes. Um, but it would be interesting <laughs> to see like, okay, so I transform into a skunk and I now my clothes HP. and my armor and everything is all <laughs> strewn about the ground. And when I transform back, I'm naked. Oh. So that would be some interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you have um you said there was a cantrip to like move vines and stuff. Yeah. There Maybe is. you can just grab whatever's around oh, foliage yeah. wise and yeah. like that's yeah, I think that's one clock yourself up. That's plan A, definitely. Yeah. But um, if you have a wiener, everybody saw it. Okay. Okay, Brian. Yeah. Um <laughs> so uh so when it comes to druids, um they can they can be a little bit more work for your dungeon master than some other classes. Not necessarily. I honestly not really most of the time, but sometimes because by being a druid, you now cause the DM some uh, cause to create, like, a, like how do you exist in this world? Like, are you from a conclave? Where, do, where does this conclave exist? How yeah. does your power of work? Do, is it from a very specific source? Or is it from, like, this life stream, if you will? Like, yeah, I'm sure there are, like... There's world building that kind of has to go along with it. Yeah, I'm sure there's, like, pockets of druids, or maybe there's not. Maybe they're just yeah, lonely, there can be. lonely boys that, yeah, that there can, sit out in the forest and meditate. There can meditate. be those, too. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing to, just on the player side of things, is... Um, as a druid, you have dedicated your entire life to nature, much the same way a cleric has dedicated themselves to a god. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. Like, how did that come about? That You know, there's a lot of role play to be had there. You can be so, born you know. amongst druids and yeah. be raised that way, or maybe totally. you're just like, yeah. dude, maybe I shouldn't have built stuff and cleared all these trees. Maybe I should have just lived in the trees. Yeah, you, could, you could just have an epiphany. Yep. Um, I love the Druid class, and it looks like a lot of fun. I've never played one, and the only reason I haven't played one is I've never come up with a character that was compelling. Uh, I love the class, and I love what it can do, but I just haven't come up with that character that I'm like, oh, I want to play that. But one of these days, I'm sure I will. So, um, outside of uh, outside of the the Wild Shape, Druids are also spellcasters, and most of their, their spells are going to be, like, nature-based, a lot of elemental yeah. magics, a lot of, like, fire and lightning. Cool. Um, some cold stuff. Really cool. Um, and a general, like, support and heal spells and whatnot. Be fun, um, like Storm Genasi Druid. That'd be kind of cool, yeah. That'd be kind of an cool. interesting like spin that, on yeah. it. Although Storm Genasi doesn't exist in this game yet, which is a That's shame. That's right. Yeah. But um, at level two, druids get their, their archetype split, and uh, they're called druidic circles, which are basically like... like Cults. Di- oh, yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's what it is. Different religious cults. paths that you can take. Uh, one is the, the circle of the moon, and one is the circle of the land. Um, the circle Just of the moon... replace circle with cult. 
Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the cult of the moon or the cult of the land. Now, moon is probably the most commonly one taken. It's because the moon one, I think this is because like the moon and like werewolves transforming. It, this is the one that like super focuses in on your wild shape. Oh, okay. You can be bigger, badder beasts when you're uh, a circle of the moon druid. Nice. And uh, even later on, I believe you can spend spell slots to heal yourself at, in beast form. In So you're in free HP mode and you just keep on getting <laughs> yeah. free HP. Yeah, you. I mean, you got to spend the slots to do it, but yeah. you got a lot of those. So not full free, caster. free, but like. Yeah, but like you're a full caster. You got a lot of like, slots. Oh, fuck, I need to keep yeah. being a bear. Yeah. Later on, you're going to. Later on, your beast form is going to get like magical resistances, so like slashing oh. and other shit. And ba- then get, barbarian, yeah, yeah, well, I get it, get it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're, if you're a bear, yeah, I get it. Okay, cool. I, I get it, Brian. <laughs> At level eleven, the the moon, circle of the moon druid uh, gains the ability to wild shape into uh, one of four elementals: an air elemental, fire air elemental, elemental water elemental. And uh, Earth Elemental. Really cool. Um, I think you might have to, like, spend a spell slot. or There's some sort of resource you must spend. I don't think it's just free. Yeah. Um, but it's still, uh, Elemental is much more powerful than almost any of the beasts you'll be able to become. Okay. Um, the other circle is the Circle of the Land. Now, this one, uh, although you could still Wild Shape, you're not going to be able to become like these bigger, badder beasts. You're going to focus most of your druidic work into your spell work. These are the real wizardy druids, and they're going to get more spells, bigger spells, uh, extra cantrips. Um, and then you have, much like the ranger picks a favorite terrain, a druid picks a specific terrain or land that they specialize in or are from or whatever. Okay. I believe they are as follows. That's like the ranger, huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, There's the desert, the swamp, forest. I think there might be a mountain. I know there's coast. Um, It might be just those five. I might be missing one. Like the ocean, like coast. Coast Okay, so coast would be like I'm a sailor kind of deal. Yeah, you you do like ocean and storm type magic, Um, and you get spells much like a a druid gets um, domain spells. Mm -hmm. You get domain spells of your land, if you will. And like, so as you level up, you gain access to spells that druids normally wouldn't. Okay. Very specific to you, the terrain that you're from. I think Arctic might be one, Tundra or whatever. Cool. Generally speaking, there's just land types that you can choose from. Um, You're going to get better spell recovery. Um, Much like a wizard or a sorcerer, they have a a resource pool where where they can spend that resource and regain slots. Druids get a very similar type thing. Okay. Or druids of the land specifically. And then later on, you're going to gain... other types of like resistances, like I believe uh, land druids are capable of traversing difficult terrain if that terrain is caused by like natural formations. So like vines, trees, brush, rocks, river water, any of that stuff that normally like would take double movement, you could just move right through it. Nice, man. Um, really and, handy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I believe you get resistance, if not immunity, to charm and fear effects and uh, stuff like that. Okay. This is at much higher levels. Um, speaking of the much higher levels, one interesting thing that stuck out to me is at level 18, all druids get a feature called Timeless Body. Oh, sick. Which Sounds neat. makes you age 10 times slower than normal. Fuck, you become a tree. Well, <laughs> okay, that's one way to look at it. Oh, so yeah, fuck. so uh, for every for every 10 years of life, you only age one year. Fuck. Which is fucking crazy. 
Yeah. I'm level 18 now. I know. I'm going to live for fucking <laughs> yeah, ever. For, All I druids know. are trying to get to level 18. I know. I know. Yeah, hell yeah, they are. They want to live that thousand <laughs> years, man. So, um, and my druid does nothing but push-ups. <laughs> can't yeah, the druid, go. and I might derail it a little bit, but can't the druid teleport through trees at some level? Like, um, is that something that maybe probably, I feel like they do uh, that on Critical Role? Like, they definitely do it on Critical Role. That like, might there's a guy be, that teleports through the trees. That might be less to do. I mean, I don't watch Critical Role, so I don't know. But that sounds more to me like maybe it's a magic item they have, or maybe it's a bonus feature from the storyline that they got or something. But maybe it's just something fucking druids can do, and I fucking don't know what I'm talking about. Because this guy, are they? They're like, hey, we need to go here. By the way, and that guy's the, like, the druid on the team is a girl, so yeah, Marisha well, I don't Ray watch it either. I yeah, just hear so. About it. So, but uh, are you sure it's a guy? No. Oh, okay. I have no idea. Okay. One of the people. I was about to burst sorry, I was doing right my gender there. thing there. I shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> one of the um, one of the team members I know teleports through trees. So for it would sure. probably Marisha, which I don't remember her character's name. It'll come to me at some point. It's not real. It's not real. Keyleth. Yeah. Yeah. They um they are cool and I like that show, but I don't got the time. Um, yeah. Who does? <laughs> not me. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 let's get back to the druid. Then. Uh, yeah. Know. As far as I know, I don't. I mean, maybe there's a spell that does that, but I mean, maybe. Sounds. Super it sounds cool, awesome. Though. Fuck yeah! It sounds like something. I if it is in the player's handbook, it's something I'd come up with if a player wanted to do that. We'd figure it out. Um. So, unless do you got any more questions about the druid? Because we're about to wrap it up. I'm about to go just like tick off a couple other things that I got in my notes here, and then. Well, yeah, I guess um, that was my question: is can they teleport through trees? And I guess I gotta Not go find out. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be cool. So druids, uh, because of their versatility, um, because of their capability of kind of being whatever you want them to be, they can specialize. It could be they're they're one of those classes that can be a jack of all trades. It's probably why I like them so much. Yeah. Because I think we've talked about that on this show quite a bit where I love classes that can do a little bit of everything. Get your hands on all the all the stuff. Yeah, druids definitely fall into that category. But they they are real middle of the road when it comes to like their armors and their weapons and their uh, hit die and whatnot like they get a d8 rather than a d6 or a d10 um, they get most armors like they get lights and mediums but they don't get heavies they get a lot of weapons but they don't get all the weapons right they can do shields though which is nice which is cool. that is cool yeah, i do like that um and uh i believe like they they get proficiencies in like wisdom and intelligence saves which just goes to show they're very um versatile a cognitive class like yeah. they're very they're very much in the mind uh wise and intelligent at the same time interesting um and i, th- I think that wraps it up do you have any other questions about druids nah, i don't think so i think um well how big are the heels because you said they were as big as like yeah. not as big as life cleric heels but you could sustain your party right well, a, bi- a, a big a big part of the reason they're not as big as life cleric heels is because life clerics get features that literally boost their heels. Right, exactly. So, like, you could cast the same spell as a druid, but you don't get that extra get cheese extra on top. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, so. You're, you can maintain. You can you can stand up yeah. as a healer. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I would say it, there's your your party will have no problem if their only healer is a druid who has plenty of heal stuff. You're fine. Cool. You're fine. Yeah, as a support, I guess. Yeah. So, uh-huh. uh, other than that, I think the druid's a fucking really cool class. I wish I saw more of them. Like, yeah, I, mean, I wish I had a game I could play one in because I yeah. want to try it out. There, there's so much stuff I want to try out, but... Games like, you know, right. they're few and far between. Yeah. So if you want to play D and D all the time, like with different campaigns going on, I feel like, I don't know, I like to focus on my character and really flesh them out. Right. So right. Yeah. And and it's I'll a double edged sword. Yeah. I've yeah, got life so. to live. I'll maybe I'll get yeah. We'll there. get to it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, if if that's all you got for questions, I say we call it a game. Let's call it a game. All See right. you guys later. Thanks. Thank you again. Mm-hmm.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.